welcome to Out of the Box Radio with me, your host, Christine Blasdale. Out of the Box Radio is a weekly podcast of audible ear candy dedicated to bringing a fresh perspective on this thing that we call life. And each and every week, we're going to be diving into the topics that matter most with lively conversations on issues such as health, wellness, and transformational healing, all with the goal of creating a better world and becoming a happier human being. I will be your tour guide for this epic adventure, and each and every week we're going to be embarking on a journey with the ultimate goal being transformation to our highest potential. And now, let's get out of the box. Hello, everyone. I am Christine Blasdale. And oh, I'm so very happy that you tuned in today in this very, very special hour. We are going to find out some amazing information from my in-studio guest. Mr. Brent Michael Phillips is a successful MIT trained engineer. And how he became an award-winning author, an Amazon number one best-selling co-author and the inventor of the Formula for Miracles, which is an audio technology that actually clears subconscious blocks that we have when you just listen to it. That journey we're going to be talking about today with Brent Michael Phillips because how you how you started off as an engineer and how you ended up to where you are today is an absolutely fabulous story, and I want to let our listeners know. Welcome. Brent. Oh, this is great. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so when I say MIT trained engineer, I mean you. I, I hate to. Say, who who was it that claimed that they started the internet? Was it? Um, it was Al Gore. Al Gore. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I think that you also had a little something to do with the early beginnings. Let our listeners know um, about your. Um, your beginnings uh, in the engineer world and and how you got to where you are today. You know, it's kind of funny. I would be the first to admit I never thought I'd be doing anything like this, Mm -mm. to be a professional healer, a spiritual teacher, teaching people how to harness the power of their mind, find their life purpose, not even on my radar. Mm -mm. Because growing up, I was pretty much your typical nerd. (laughs) <laughs> I loved math and science. Did I you loved, like Star Trek? I loved Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah. I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons continuously since around 1980. <laughs> <laughs> you were one of those. I was one of those way before it was cool. Yeah. And yeah. so it was a very natural thing for me. The one thing I was good at that I could get paid for was working with computers. Yes. And so uh, I was very lucky to end up in college at MIT. And at MIT, I discovered the internet. And of course, that sounds funny today, but back in the 80s, no one had ever heard of the internet. This was in the 80s? Yes. Wow. And they had something on campus called Project Athena, where they had internet-enabled clusters of workstations for all the students to use. It was, con- but it was just for the uh, on the campus, right? Just on the campus, right. but it was amazing. It was like a whole new world I discovered, right? And I thought, wow, this this technology is going to change our world, and it really has. Certainly. And so that I made that the focus of my studies. I got my bachelor's degree. I went on to graduate school there, and uh, during my time in graduate school, I'm very proud to have been part of what was the uh, Telemedia Networks and Systems Group under Professor Tenenhaus, where we were doing advanced applications on the web. So just one of the many projects I was involved in, in 1994, we sent the first ever real-time uh, video over the web. Wow. So we're doing some really amazing things. Oh, there's, no, there's not, not much happening with the videos on the web today. Yeah, of course not. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, long story short, uh, when the internet boom hit, 
uh, I figured, well, heck, I don't want to sit here in grad school making $900 a month for the next six years. Correct. <laughs> and so I left MIT, moved to California, and I had a wonderful plan. I recruited my lifelong best friend. We were going to start an internet company. I was going to work really hard for a couple of years sell it for millions of dollars, yeah, and then move to some tropical island where I'd spend my days hot tubbing with supermodels. <laughs> and so <laughs> That was the plan. That was. Uh, if you heard the old joke, how do you make God laugh? How? You just tell him your plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so things actually got off to a pretty good start. Uh, it's kind of funny in retrospect. In my first year out of MIT, I did the first website for the launch of the Sony PlayStation. Wow. I did the first website for Nissan Motors. Yes. I did the first website for Disneyland. We did websites for several divisions of Sony. And so things went really well at first. Yes. A year out of MIT, I had 15 people working for me. That's pretty darn good there, Brent. And uh, we, we actually, I, I so quickly maxed out the technical limitations of the web, circa mid-90s. We started a second company to make a revolutionary kind of online game based on my graduate school research. And today we know them as massively multiplayer online games or MOGs. Whoa. We, right. So I created the very first MOG that actually ran on a 14-4 modem in 1996. 14-4 modem. Yep. Those were the, I remember those. Yes. <laughs> and so it was a really exciting time. And uh, I thought I was well on my way to incredible success. That island was looking pretty good. It was looking, it was, it's really Even seemed to be model, within my you, grasp. Right, right, right. What I didn't see coming was I was, I wanted to be successful so badly, I was willing to do anything. Mm. And I was literally working nonstop. It was, you know, 16 hour days, seven days a week, no breaks, no holidays, no vacations, no weekends. It was just work, work, work. Because after all, I was the primary technical person bootstrapping two startup companies right at the beginning of the internet boom. With employees. With employees. So it was this incredible demand on me. And a few years into it, my body started to break down. Uh, I'll never forget the day it really hit me hard. I had had little problems, stiffness in my wrist, tingles in my elbow and things. But there was one day I was going out to my car to drive home. It was like 1 a.m. or something, right? Typical <laughs> long day. Yes. And I remember my hands were shaking so badly I couldn't get my car open. Oh. And I thought, well, okay, something's wrong, right? I, I, was, I had heard about repetitive stress injuries, and I figured, no, no problem. I'll go to the doctor, and they'll take care of me. Well, uh, within a very short time, uh, the, my pain got so severe, I had to move in with my parents because some days I couldn't even cut my own food. Mm. Uh, I had to limit the amount of driving I did because holding a steering wheel was too painful. Then I would, when I would drive, I'd have to pull over every 10 or 15 minutes to rest. Painful and dangerous. And dangerous. Correct. Uh, I couldn't even read books anymore because it was too painful to hold a book open. Mm. So the, this started as a little tingle in my wrist, but it became this devastating high-level chronic pain. But again, I figured, heck, you know, I'll go to the doctors. They'll know what to do. And so long story short, I spent three years in conventional therapy, and I kind of climbed the hierarchy, found the better and better doctors. I ended up spending two years in really intensive physical therapy at the Curling Job Clinic in L.A., and that's where all the professional athletes and the Olympians go, right? So I was seeing the best people available anywhere. Finally, after about two, three years of this, uh, I finally got an appointment to see the head doctor there. And I figured, wow, if there's anyone that can help me get out of pain, get back to my life, it's going to be this guy, right? right? I'd seen him on TV, done surgeries on sports stars and all this stuff, right? And so I was so excited. I'm like, finally, I'm going to have the answer. You're going to have some relief. Right. Because you're this in pain point, this whole time. I, I was only able to work maybe a few hours a day because I had to spend an hour or two with heat and ice and massage and balls and things just to spend an hour on the computer. So it, it was really a nightmare. And I go in to see him 
and he's got all his my files in front of him, and he just looks at me and says, well, I'm sorry, son, but there's nothing I or any doctor can do for you. You're never going to be out of pain, and you'll never be able to go back to work. And I was just like, what? And I remember the last thing he said before I left, he goes, tell me, son, is there someone that can take care of you until you die? <gasps> what? Yes, and he put me on permanent disability. Permanent told, disability? Yes, at 27 years old. That's impossible to, to I mean, it, that's so rare. It's for, extremely rare. It's very unusual for someone to be put at, on permanent disability at, at that age. Yeah, right. And uh, when I left, his secretary said, I'm sorry, please don't come back. We only have limited resources, and we can't be wasting them on impossible cases. Wow. And so that was really the beginning of what I call my first dark night of the soul, mm. where everything kind of falls apart all at once. Uh, when I told my partners about this, I figured, well, heck, you know, they they hang in there. I thought they'd be like, hey, Brent, we're with you. We'll get through this together. Because I had, you know, my talent and sweat and equity had built up this multimillion-dollar company for them. And one of the, my partners was my lifelong best friend. Okay. Instead, they just fired me from my position. Uh, even though I had equity in the companies, they essentially told me to go screw myself. Mm -hmm. uh, what I call the cherry on the hot foot Sunday was I found out my lifelong best friend had also been secretly dating the woman I was crazy in love with. Oh, my God. So it was a wipeout on all levels. I was in terrible pain. Emotionally, been, physically. Emotionally, physically. Spiritually at that spiritually, point. Spiritually. I had been told I could never work again. There was no possibility of a cure. Uh, I had lost my best friend. I had lost my multi-million dollar company. You and lost the love of your life. I, and I also lost one of the great loves of my life. Yeah. And this all happened within a matter of weeks. Oh, my God. And uh, I, I got depressed. I started drinking a lot. You think? Yeah, you think? <laughs> I was very lucky, though. I had a friend of mine go, hey, Brent, when life's really got you down, when it seems impossible, that's when we need positive thinking. Oh. And so, Did you want to slap them? <laughs> uh, at the time, I, I was all ears. I was open to anything that might oh, work. Oh, because you were in so much pain. I was in so much pain. I was so desperate. And so back in the 90s, we called it positive thinking. Nowadays, we call it law of attraction. It's really the same things. Yes. And so long story short, that same intensity and ferocious focus that got me straight A's in the most difficult major at MIT, that made me one of the stars of the internet boom, I applied to positive thinking. And so I started going to these weekend seminars and jumping on the stage and high-fiving my friends, vision boards, mantras, masterminds, power words on the wall, you name it, I did all this stuff. And it went on for you know maybe six, nine months. Unfortunately, I didn't see any change in my life. And so I wrote it off. I'm like, okay, this is a bunch of nonsense. All I had to show for it was a big, a bunch of debt on my credit card. Right. And I fell back into depression and despair. Again, I was very lucky to have a friend rescue me. And they said, Brent, don't give up. Try alternative medicine. And uh, the way I was raised, I was raised in a very culturally conservative area. Uh, my parents basically said, oh, you know, alternative medicine and meditation. Woo -woo. It's a bunch of garbage. It's yeah. for hippies and people that can't afford real doctors. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But I was desperate. I was willing to try anything. And so long story short, I spent the next five years as basically a professional patient. All I did was go around getting treatments and therapies. I continued to see the conventional doctors, but I also saw acupuncturists, herb herb herbologists, uh, homeopaths, osteopaths, chiropractors, Reiki healing, pranic healing. I did all these crazy diets and cleanses. I mean, I could talk for hours just on the diets and cleanses I did. I was taking like 60 supplements every day. Uh, I had every healing device and machine known to man. I had magnets and chi machines and subsonic stimulators and cold lasers. And oh, you did go through the whole game. You name it. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing got help. Nothing worked. It was so frustrating. 
And I, I was in this cycle where every now and then I'd find some new person or technique or medicine or something, and I'd go in to see them and they'd say, hey, Brent, I'm so glad you found me. I can help you where no one else had. And they'd make me grand promises. Hey, you know, 90% of the people I work with are out of pain in three months or six months or a year or whatever it was, right? So then I'd slap down my credit card, go deeper in debt, and then inevitably six months, a year later, they'd go, sorry, Brent, I don't know what to do. It's just not working. And this didn't just happen once or twice. This happened over and over and over for a period of years. And it was so frustrating because I wasn't just, it wasn't just I wasn't getting better. I was getting worse. Oh, oh. Now, I'll give everyone a little sneak preview. I learned many years later I had Lyme disease I had contracted in graduate school. Uh, that didn't get diagnosed until around, you know, 2008. So that was going on that was hidden. Wow. Uh, I, I had also been suffering from chemical poisoning from aspartame, what we call NutraSweet. Yes. Because especially when I was at MIT, I was a Diet Coke addict. Mm. Uh, add that on top of a neurological disease I was born with. Oh, my goodness. And it created this horrible witch's brew. Yes. That made it essentially impossible to treat me. Yes. And, you know, I have a, a list of like 104 different doctors and acupuncturists and things that I spent a fortune on that they couldn't help me at all. And so uh, it, it ended up, uh, long story short, in early 2003, uh, I agreed to have an experimental surgery. I had found a doctor over at Big County, USC, who thought, hey, Brent, I have this new procedure. You're a good candidate. I think it may help you. And so I signed up. I had the surgery. And when I woke up, instead of being cured of the pain, uh, I found my right arm was paralyzed. Oh. So that was, uh, was kind of rock bottom. It was not long after that my first wife left me. Uh, I was in a bad car accident, and I had a concussion and whiplash, and I could go on and on with all the tragedy. Just one after another. Just one after another. And really, that, that was one of the darkest, darkest points for me. Uh, it was then that uh, it was actually my Aunt Lauren that told me, hey, Brent, one of my friends, her name was Terry, started doing this kind of woo-woo, crazy, new-age healing thing. And she goes, I think she's kind of nuts, but you might as well give it a try. And so I talked to Terry, and uh, Terry had a background similar to mine. She didn't come from engineering. She came from finance. Mm. And she was a Wharton School MBA, super smart. You know, she was making like 180 grand a year doing finance. And she got sick and found this process of this new age energy healing that literally saved her life. And she gave up her job in finance to be a full-time healer. Wow. Right. And I remember when she told me this, I'm like, wow, this lady's nuts, right? You've really gone off the deep end of the new age pool. Yeah. But I was desperate, so I booked a session with her. And I remember I walked in, and it was a you know, beautiful summer day in Los Angeles. And she's like, oh, Brent, don't worry about it. We'll take care of you. You know, just sit down. And she explained to me the power of the subconscious mind, which I knew a little bit about. I'd studied uh, NLP and hypnosis and things like that, though I never had any success with it. And she talked about subconscious blocks and traumas and basically spent an hour with me uh, talk, asking me questions about my belief in God, my relationship with my parents, what had happened with my best friend, that terrible betrayal, all the money I'd lost, all the pain I'd been through, the heartbreaks. And she was doing this block clearing process with me. And honestly, at the time, I'm like, okay, lady, you know, it's all well and good to talk about your feelings, right? But that's not why I'm here. My arm. I right? can't feel my arm. I'm here because I've been in terrible pain for the last like seven years and I can't move my arm, right? And I didn't see the connection. And so, uh, again, long story short, at the end of our hour, she goes, okay, dear, just relax and, you know, we'll take care of your elbow. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever, right? And so I'm literally looking out the window thinking about what I want to pick up on the way home for lunch. Mm -hmm. And she kind of closed her eyes and went into a trance. And about a minute later, it was the craziest thing. I felt a little pop inside my elbow. 
it was like a little firecracker went off. And I remember I said, whoa. And I remember Terry just opened her eyes and smiled and said, okay, dear, let's try your arm. And I did. And I was like, oh, my God, I could move my arm again. After how? After how? Uh, it had been frozen like that for about four months. But after years and years of pain. After years and years of pain, the surgery right. was what left it paralyzed. Correct. I couldn't move it at all. Correct. And so after one hour of doing this energy healing. You were able to move it. I was able to move my arm with, with, without any pain. And that was the first of many I just miracles. Got I just got chills. I yeah. just got full chills. And understandably, it completely changed the direction of my life. Yes. All of a sudden, I just had one of those moments of clarity. I knew what I was supposed to do. I knew why I was here. And so I dedicated my life to figuring this stuff out. Because let's face it, there's a lot of woo-woo in this world, right? Of course. Of course there is. I'm not opposed to it. But that's not the approach I took. I wanted to bring some of the rigor of science and engineering to new age practices, to meditation, to energy healing, to see if I could sort out the fluff and find out, okay, what's really happening here? What happened? Right. What's really functional? And so it's kind of funny. I started on this journey of studying with the masters. And uh, I, I admit at first, it's funny in retrospect, I was pretty arrogant. I figured, well, heck, you know, I crushed MIT. This should be easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, it was just the opposite. I remember the very first energy healing training I went to, there was probably 100 students there. Uh, I was dead last in terms of ability and talent. I was terrible at it. And this repeated itself. And it took me years to figure this out. Now I, see, I look back and I see, well, I was so stuck in my head. I couldn't feel at all. I wasn't present at all. And so I wasn't able to access intuition or to, to be able to channel energy like everyone else could. But uh, what I lacked in natural talent, I made up for with perseverance and dedication and scientific training. And so I decided I was going to reverse engineer the masters. And so it took me about 10 years. And I went to all these incredible people. And here's what I learned. There's a lot of amazing people out there with some incredible talents that can do some wondrous things. However, the vast majority of them, it was some gift. It was either something they were born with or an ability that just appeared. And very few of them had re any real understanding of what they were doing or how it worked. Right. And that's where I came in. And so I worked with all these incredible people, gurus, master healers, spiritual teachers, great intuitives. And little by little, I pieced it together. I, uh, I put together what I called the formula for miracles, which is, you know, th there's a whole, there's different factors to it. It involves the theta brain state, involves connection to divine energy, grounding into the earth, uh, synchronizing the brain waves. There's a whole, a lot of technical aspects to it. But I, I figured it out by looking at all these different people and what they were doing, and I found the common piece. I found the common denominator. And that's, you know, today what I call the formula for miracles, which is, you know, a no-nonsense, simple, engineering-based approach to making changes in your life. Because you reverse-engineered it, you, you didn't want just to know that it worked. You wanted to know how it worked. That's right. Uh, because that's what they taught me at MIT. Exactly. Is when you're given a system, you take it apart, you figure out how it works. You put it back you together. You put it back together, and you make it better. Ah. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't content to just blindly reiterate what my teachers taught me. I wanted to really have a deep understanding of what they were doing and how it worked so I could improve it, so I could develop better what I call consciousness technology. Consciousness technology. Yes. And the fact is, this is all technology. I know that may be a surprise for some of the listeners. 
we don't normally associate energy healing and mind power and meditation with technology, but honestly, it is technology. How so? Uh, well, let's take an example. If we look at uh, travel, if we w went back in time 150 years and I asked you, how long does it take to get across the Atlantic Ocean? They'd say, well, maybe three weeks in a fast ship. That was that was and a lot of wind, right? And a lot of wind and a good captain, right? Yes. And that was the state of the art at that point. Nowadays, we can cross the Atlantic in a jet airliner in what four hours, five hours? Right. Heck, the space station crosses the Atlantic in like twenty minutes. <laughs> right. And so, I want to offer. There's a strong parallel there. There's a lot of things that used to take a long time that used to take a lot of training, but with improved technology, we can do much better. And so as an example to learn to be a healer, it took me seven years of full-time work to achieve the, the, the rank of a master healer and hundreds of thousands of dollars spent. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of work, right? Seven years full-time. Yeah, it is. Uh, I have improved that technology. I can teach most people how to get to that same place in anywhere from three weeks to three months. Mm. That's all it takes. Why? It's just technology. It's right. the difference between a jet plane and a sailing ship. Right. Right. Uh, uh, another great example is electricity. For humans have known about electricity for thousands of years, right? Yes. We've seen lightning bolts during storms. We felt the shock of static electricity. But it wasn't until the 19th century that we understood how it worked. And really the 20th century, we really started to master it. Right. And so that's what I'm doing with meditation, with energy healing, with mind power, the law of attraction. There are these things that we've known about for a long time. Right? We've known about these things for thousands of years, but it's only right now is the first time in history where we're really starting to understand it. And I see my role here. There's a reason why uh, the divine chose an MIT-trained software engineer to be a healer and a spiritual teacher. To get it to the people, too. Right. To figure it out, to reverse engineer it, to, to make, make it, it easier. Better. To make it better, to make it more accessible. And I'm, this, is about, this is what I love about the work that you do, that you've dedicated your life to. It's... It's not about, hey, come see me and I'll fix you. It's you want to give the tools to people so that they can do this themselves. That's right. That's, that's what is so beautiful about the work that you do. That's exactly right. Uh, many years ago, I calculated, okay, if I worked 50 hours a week until the day I die, how many people can I work with one-on-one? -on -one? The answer was not nearly enough. Oh, wow. And so that's why I'm very focused. Yes, I am available for one-on-ones. Depends on sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. Yes. Anyone that's interested, you know, can always check out my website at awakeningdynamics.com. But my real focus is on showing people how to do this. Because let's face it, most people don't have seven years of your life to devote to learning healing. No. Right? Unless you're planning on being a professional healer, that makes no sense. Or even three to six months right. full time. But what if you had, what, what if it all it took was three weekends and an hour a week? Yeah. That's what I want to offer. That what took me seven years of full time work, I can do for people in a couple weekends and an hour a week. Nice. And let's face it, if you experience just one incredible healing, that investment has been repaid 10 times, right? And when, and when we're talking about experiencing one incredible healing, that's not, that's not just physical. Correct. Right? We're talking emotional. Yes. From uh, trauma, um, heartache. Sure. We're talking um, all the different levels of, of pain and suffering that we've had through our lifetime. That's right. Disappointments. Yes. All those things. And the things that are holding us back 
maybe that are on an unconscious level that are holding us back from having that great relationship, having that wonderful career or job or expression of your life and, and doing what you're passionate about, living out your dreams, those beliefs are holding us back, but also the memory in our in our body from many things. Are That's exactly us back, how it works. Right? Yeah. And of course, my background is in software engineering, so I tend to think in those terms. But it's a very powerful metaphor that our bodies are like computer hardware and they're running programs. What are the programs? Well, it's what we call the subconscious. Uh, I, I like to think of it as the software of your soul. And so we all know about computers and phones and tablets, right? Yeah. You have a bunch of programs installed on them. Yes. It's just code, right? Yes. And when you run the code, a certain result appears on the screen. Yes. If you don't like the way it works, you have to go debug it or find a new program, right? Correct. I want everyone to know your life works exactly the same way. We're all full of the programs. Everyone has a program for how much money they make, for the level of happiness, for their physical health, for their emotional health for your level of fulfillment, for your sense of purpose. These are just programs within us. And if you don't like how your program's running, maybe you want to go change that code or install a new program. Reboot. Reboot it, that's right. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's exactly right. And what, what you have is something that, can, that, will, that will do just that. The end of suffering program, and I know that you have worked on this also for, for quite some time. Can you explain to our listeners what the end of suffering, this, this programming, what this is or what it can do sure. for someone. Uh, my, my motivation was what I recognized is in today's world, we're all very busy. We have yes, so think? many demands on us. Yes. So many demands on our time, on our energy, on our money. Our attention. Our attention. Uh, most of us don't have 30 years to sit on a mountaintop and meditate to achieve enlightenment. <laughs> no. Right? No. We got jobs. We got families. We got bills to pay. Right? And so this is designed uh, as really it's a set of shortcuts to higher consciousness. That things that in the past took many years of training and practice, we can achieve very quickly. And that this was actually not an easy program to create. I worked on this for over four years. Whoa. Yes. And th that was a long time. And it took me four years to, to figure out how to put all the pieces together to give everyone really these shortcuts to higher consciousness so that we can start to achieve that higher level of consciousness first in our own life. And uh, I have a larger idea in mind too. Hmm. And it, it's pretty simple. First, we all need the tools and techniques and knowledge to get our own lives in shape. We need to improve our health. We need to make more money. We need to have a better sense of purpose. Yes. So that's sort of step one. Step two is once we've s sort of developed some skill with what I call these higher dimensional tools, because this is truly higher dimensional work, then we're capable of coming together to tackle the bigger problems affecting our world. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because uh, quite simply, there is no problem that can persist in the face of high consciousness. Correct. High consciousness will overcome and solve every problem. And so what the end of suffering is, it's divided into two major sections plus some bonuses. Uh, the first half is eight lecture and presentation programs, really uh, life-changing material. Uh, th this is some of the material that used to be taught in the ancient mystery schools. And one of my teachers who sadly recently passed, uh, before he died, he gave me permission to take this out to the world. And I'm, I'm very, very proud of that. Mm. And it used to be that if you wanted to learn this stuff, you had to go join a monastery or a nunnery or an ashram. You had to take your vows of poverty and chastity and celibacy and silence or whatever it was, right? Yes. And maybe after 20 years of uh, scrubbing toilets and, and... And and writing down on parchment. Right. And doing menial work, 
maybe they'd start to teach you this stuff. But again, we don't have time for that. No, no. no. So I want to bring this right to the people. This is, you know, the real deal, straight out of the ancient mystery schools of what we need to know. And so the, uh, the first half of the program is what you need to know about how life really works, the, the shortcuts to higher consciousness. And we'll talk more about those in a second. Mm -hmm. The second half of the program is us using the uh, patent pending formula for miracles technology. Uh, what I've identified is, you know, it's about 340 different subconscious blocks and traumas that hold us back from higher consciousness that literally oh. draw suffering into our lives. Say that again, please. And so it, remember that uh, our life is created out of the code in the subconscious. Correct. And when we suffer, what's happening is there's literally code inside of us that is attracting that suffering. Mm -hmm. And it sounds kind of cra crazy on the surface, but we are all addicted to our suffering. Oh, word. We love our suffering. We don't think we do. We identify with our We identify suffering. with it. We're proud of it. It's our story. Right. It's where we love our story. And, but it attracts suffering. It's you know, law of attraction 101. Right. And so I, over the years of working, you know, in the uh, 15 plus years I've been doing this full time, and I've worked with something like 18,000 people. I've seen over 1,600 miracles occur. We're right in the middle of my sessions, which I think is pretty awesome. And what I've done is uh, uh, turn that into uh, a small set of what I think are the most important and most common blocks that are sitting inside of you that are attracting suffering. You have no idea. And it's crazy because remember, it is subconscious. Most of this stuff is genetic. That's the primary driver. So most of the stuff you were born with. This is this blows my mind. Yes. This and part of this blows my mind. So it's not even it's not we are already dealing with the stuff that has happened to us as we're growing up as children, right. right? But then you're saying that this is hereditary? I'd say about 80% is hereditary. Wow. Yes. And uh, a lot of the rest probably about 10% is childhood experiences. And the rest is kind of a grab bag of soul purposes and past life memories and you know, other more esoteric pieces. So, so go into that. What does that mean? Does that mean that what my my parents, what they suffered? Yes, I'm, that's uh, right. It's in my unconscious. It's a block yes. in, in me? All, all of us carry every experience of all of our ancestors back at least seven generations inside our DNA. And of course, scientists, if, if we look at the science for a second, uh, one of the great puzzles that came out of the Human Genome Project was that humans seem to have about 95% of what they call junk DNA. That, that means the scientists don't know what it does. They just called it junk. They called it junk. And what's fascinating is most other life, life forms on Earth do not have any junk DNA. If you look at insects or flowers. Or your dog. Or your dog. They have little or none. What is it about humans? Is nature really that sloppy? Of course not. The junk DNA is the higher dimensional aspect that connects you to your ancestry in the past lives and, and your soul. Mm -hmm. And here's the challenge. Uh, a lot of people may say, oh, Brent, you know, I don't believe in a vow of poverty, right? I believe you can be rich and close to God. And of course, any uh, modern person that's been exposed to new thought uh, of, will, will believe that. But even if you haven't been religious, I guarantee your ancestors were. Oh, yeah. And you're carrying all of those teachings in your DNA. And it may be holding you back and you have no idea. And of course, especially in the West, if we look at the Judeo-Christian Muslim traditions, there's a huge premium put on suffering, isn't there? Yes. Right. We have been taught that to suffer is to be divine. And we have inflicted suffering. We have. Upon each other and In ourselves. the name of God. <laughs> in the name of God. Yes. Yeah. And so we're literally have been coded from birth to suffer. 
Oh, wow. And there hasn't really been a good remedy before now. Uh, other than, again, you go move to an ashram for 30 years, meditate on a mountaintop, that works. That's just very slow. Maybe. Right. Maybe. <laughs> right. Maybe. And it doesn't work well if you have two jobs and a family, so, right? And an ex-wife or whatever. Good no, luck with exactly. that. No, exactly. And a mortgage. Uh, so what are in the um, End of Suffering program by uh, folks, if you're just tuning in, this is um, I'm in studio with Brent Michael Phillips, and we're talking about the End of Suffering, this amazing program that uh, the programming that he has uh, developed over the course of several years, over four years, he's put this together. And well, after many decades of, of studying with the masters, but what would you say, Brent? Um, well, you have them here in the program, the, the blocks and the, the, the programming that you have that work on overcoming these blocks or, or eliminating these blocks that we have, what are the major ones? Um, the, the, the major ones are, first of all, uh, a lot of it, we have been programmed by our ancestors, especially our parents, to suffer and worry, to live in anxiety and fear. Mm. And so there's, we have all these codes inside of us that are attracting that. And so it's really wonderful. I have this uh, patent pending technology that you just listen to it with headphones and it will entrain you into a what's called a theta brain state, Yes, which is the gateway to the subconscious, the gateway beyond the veil. One of the most important things I learned in my research and we'll actually go in and clean up your subconscious mind for you. And the, the great thing is, as an engineer, uh, one of the things that I don't like about a lot of self-improvement programs is it's kind of hit or miss, right? Yeah. Use this process, use this formula. Maybe it helps, maybe it doesn't. Well, as an engineer, I think that's a load of garbage. There should always be deeper layers, right? When you're debugging a system, there's always deeper you can go. Correct. And so uh, there's six block Turing programs about suffering, worry, anxiety, it's a whole program just on money stress alone. Oh, that's a huge yes. one. Yes. There's a whole program on self-esteem, uh, which is one of the biggest things that drags us down and holds us back, is our misrepresentation of self. There's a whole program on the ascension of consciousness. Many of us are taught that we're not allowed to talk to God or be divine or be powerful. You have to go through this person right. with the robe on. And you have to go through the priest, or it's only for men, or it's only for women, or it's right. only for people that are older or younger or a different color, whatever it is, right? Correct. We want to clear all that out. Every person is divine. Every person is capable of this. Then we get into attachment to result. And of course, the Buddha once said, uh, the root of all suffering is attachment to result. Yes. So I want to show people how to pull that wheat, that wheat out by the root. Right. Because uh, you know, imagine you have a weed in your garden. That's your suffering. You can go and take a pair of scissors and cut off the top of the weed. But it's still there. But it's still there. And it's just going to grow back. And you're going to have to keep cutting. And that's how a lot of traditional psychotherapy and energy healing works. It's kind of cutting off the weed at the top. You feel a little better for a short time, but then you're right back into it, right? Right. I want to show you how to get down to the root. Uh, the program six is what I call trauma clearing. That's your big gun. Yes. And so what I expect for most people is one run through, 90% of your blocks will clear. Maybe not all of them. Uh, that's what the trauma clearing is for. That's with one, right. one run through. One run through, you get about 80 to 90%. There will be some that don't clear. It might be three or five or 10, depending on the person. Yeah. Then you go back and run the trauma clearing on those really hard ones. Right. The goal is to give everyone the tools to get 100% clear, all included in the program. All included in this program. That's right. The end of suffering. This is, this is currently, I know this is available 
on your website. You have this on your website. Yes, as well, I do. Right? Uh, anyone that wants to pay the full price, you can hop over to my website at awakeningdynamics.com, and it's listed there for three ninety seven. Um, I think it's an incredible offer for our listeners. I, it's it's an incredible journey and powerful, powerful. Um, I don't want to. It's it's not medicine, but it 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 feels like it is it is something that is so so powerful. It can apply to every aspect of somebody's life. More more deeper into this, I want to talk about the theta brain state because I th- I think people hear that and they don't understand it. I want to wrap have them wrap their head around it. So folks, um, if what you've heard so far, if this is um, if you've got goosebumps like I I have through this whole interview, if anything resonated with you either on the the trauma and the the unconscious or the subconscious programming that we have those programs that are playing that maybe you're you're not even aware of the 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 stress over money the self-esteem or lack of self-esteem there's so many things so many doors that can be opened with this program and again this is from Brent Michael Phillips who has been studying this and uh, reverse tech, reverse engineered really the the, the masters, the secrets of the masters for so many years, the master teachers. This makes an incredible gift to yourself so that you can be present for you and your family and your community and your friends and your loved ones and your spouse. But it also makes a, an amazing gift of life to someone that you love. So if you are thinking about maybe someone that you know needs this and benefits from, could benefit from this. As a matter of fact, everyone could, really. It's the end of suffering. So, Brent, you, you had talked about the theta brain state. Yes. When we are doing, like right now, I'm, I'm having a lovely interview with you on the radio. Um, later on, I'm going to be driving home. Am I in the theta brain state at that point? Highly unlikely. Okay. Yes, yeah. highly unlikely. I'm focused on just what's happening right here. That's right. right. Okay. Uh, w- when we are awake, we spend almost all of our time when we're awake in what's known as a beta state. It's a high-frequency brain state. Mm-hmm. It's when we're thinking, calculating, planning, etc. And so that's what we've been conditioned to. Uh, the theta state for most of us is only unlocked when we're asleep. And so it is the brainwave of dreaming sleep. If you've ever heard the term REM or rapid eye movement sleep, that's when we're dreaming. That's the theta state. And here's what I found, that in our normal beta consciousness when we're awake, the subconscious is off limits. It's like the bank vault is closed and locked tight. You can't get in. Right. But the theta state, if we can somehow achieve that same brain state when we're awake, that opens the subconscious mind. And so it literally gives you access to the source code of your life and allows you to start doing some reprogramming. And so a a good example, and I'll just get a tiny bit geeky here, uh, most of the programs we run on our phones and our tablets and our computers are called executables. It's a bunch of machine code, right? Correct. If it's not working right, you can't just go change that code, can you? No. No, you don't have the source code. Correct. You have to rely on whoever wrote it to go make the changes for you. You need an update. That's right. You need someone else to give you an update. Correct. That's how we've primarily lived our lives. If your money program is broken, you have to hope that someone gives you more money. (laughs) Oh, I hope I win the lottery, right? Oh, I hope I have a rich uncle that dies. Millions of people do the lottery. Of course. Right. Right. That doesn't work very well. No. What the theta state does is it's like getting access to the source code for your life. 
So when you learn to access this theta brainwave, you can literally reprogram yourself from the inside out, which is such a beautiful thing because when I was at MIT, uh, I was in the laboratory for computer science. We shared a building with what was called the AI lab, the artificial intelligence laboratory. Mm -hmm. So I knew a lot of students and professors in, in AI. What they saw as the holy grail of AI still today is what they call a successful self-modifying program. That is a program that can update and modify itself automatically. There still is no such thing. They're still working on it. You know, 30 plus years after I left MIT, they're still working on it. There is only one thing in the universe that is a successful self-modifying program. That's a human being. Mm. So it's really, you know, a profoundly powerful thing that we have this capability now using the theta brain state, using this technology to get in and see what's really happening inside of us. And there's actually different levels of technology I have available for people. The, the easiest to use is what we include in this program, the patent pending encoding technology that uses binaural beats through headphones to trick your brain into a theta state that opens up the subconscious and you just listen and boom, it clears you out from the inside. So you don't have to do anything other than just put headphones, nope. just, just listen. Yep, just listen. You don't gotta go to the top of the mountain. Nope. You don't have to sit on a, uh, you know, in a room, in a padded room and scream. Nope. And, you don't have you to know, hit a pillow. I do have more advanced work available for the, those that are drawn to it. Yeah. I can show you how to do this much faster on your own. At the highest levels, we do what we call movement feedback holography and entrainment into the quantum field. Mm -hmm. uh, that can make enormous shifts very quickly. But that's not something I know how to put into a bottle and mass produce. This is accessible. This is. Yes, this is very, very easy for everybody. It's just revolutionary, amazing material, um, healing on the on the most deepest levels, multiple le levels. And, um, and I'm so excited that you're offering this to our listeners. It's the End of Suffering Program by Brent Michael Phillips. You can uh, do it at any time you want, and you can have access to these profound programs um, on his website, too. If you wanted to check out, it is, was it AwakeningDynamics.com. Dot com. Yes. It is a, it's close to $400 value. It's priceless. I, it should be, I mean, it could be thousands and thousands of dollars, but there on his website, it is just close to $400. You can't hear this anywhere else. This information, this power that you will be able to have, it's not readily available. And you have to think, you have to ask yourself, why? Why, why is it that we are in this, oh, what is that, the uh, Groundhog Day of suffering? Year after year, day after day. Is the media, you know, also with the commercials and things, are they playing on your fears? Are they playing on your low self-esteem? Are they playing on your anxiety? This is powerful, powerful uh, programming that is so easily access accessible to you. There's a reason why you tuned in. There's a reason why you stumbled across this program and you're listening to Brent Michael Phillips. When I hear you speaking about this technology and explaining it as to my, you know, to my new ears about it, it's so exciting to me because it is so life changing for so many people. And it is completely available right now. Brett, I'm going to ask you um, if you can um, tell our listeners a little bit more about the End of Suffering program. What will they, what will they experience when, once they open up that, when they click on that link sure. and they start? If you don't mind. Sure. So inside, there, there's a whole bunch of different files. Uh, the first one is called Overview. It says Read Me First. 
That's just an overview file that tells you exactly what's in the program, as well as instructions on how to go through it. So step by step. Uh, there's both a long and a short introduction. The short introduction, if you're familiar with energy healing, applied kinesiology, the subconscious, there's a five-minute short intro. Listen to that, and then you're in, into it. Uh, for those that need a longer introduction, there is about an hour-long step-by-step introduction that gives you all the foundation you need. Then we get into uh, really the, the, the three major sections are the, the lecture presentations, the block clearings, and the trauma clearing. Uh, we mentioned before the block clearings are pretty simple. Uh, and in fact, all the blocks are listed in that overview file. And you just want to listen to it with headphones. Uh, that is important because that's how, using the binaural beat technology, we put your brain into a theta state that uh, lets it work its magic. It, it, I'll emphasize in the instructions, it says, please do not try to get through more than one block clearing section per day. This is heavy lifting in the subconscious. It's like doing a workout at the gym. Uh, and if you haven't been to the gym in five years, you're not going to go and work out for eight hours, right? <laughs> so same thing here, one a day. That will clear hundreds of powerful blocks and such that create and attract suffering. In the uh, lecture presentations sections, really, I want to show you how life really works. And one of the things I've learned in, in my years studying with the masters is that what we've been taught is about life and ourselves and God and the world is somewhere between incomplete and totally wrong. And literally, you have been told the wrong rules to the game. Imagine that... How can you play? Yeah, how can you play? Imagine that you think you're playing soccer, but you're actually playing football. And you keep getting called for penalties. <laughs> and you wonder why I'm trying so hard. Why am I just going backwards? I'm working so hard. That's right. I'm doing everything I possibly can. And why does life just keep slapping me That's inside right. the head? And so in the lecture presentations, there's eight uh, presentations to show you how life really works. It starts off with the real reason why we suffer. And that's a great example of this backwardsness. Let's take money stress. A lot of people suffering from money stress. Oh, oh goodness, my gosh. Yes. Most people think the solution to money, my money stress is getting more money. That's actually wrong. That's what's trapped us in this cycle. It's like being on a treadmill. You start running faster, the treadmill starts going faster. Right. <laughs> you work harder, more money just flows out. More things go wrong in your life. What's happening? Well, we need to understand the real reason why we suffer. There's a spiritual reason. If we can address that, then and only then will the money start to flow. Wow. And so we, we were trying to use money as like a rug to throw on an ugly stain on the carpet. Yeah, exactly. Right? If it, only I had more money. That's right. If only I had more money. That's the thinking that's keeping us stuck. So I want to show you the real reason 99.9% of the population thinks that. That's correct. And again, we've just been taught the wrong rules to the game. And they'll do, and some people will do anything for money. They will. They'll sell their own mother. Yes. Uh, there was, uh, I saw about one woman who had literally sold her left leg. Oh my gosh. Because she was a drug addict and thought she would use the money to pay her way through recovery. And then she ended up just going and spending it all on drugs. Mm. I mean, horrifying. Well, and we see... Um, and, and political assuasions aside, but you can go to Capitol Hill and you can see what money does. That's right. Uh, program two is to answer the great question, why can't things just be the way I want? <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't think that, right? Yeah. Why can't I just be a little healthier, a little thinner? Why can't I look like right. so-and-so? Why can't I win the lottery, be financially independent, uh, find love? And there's again, we're, we're trying to run life backwards. That's why. When we understand the real reason, life is ultimately spiritual. Then you'll understand why you've been stuck, why you haven't been able to get ahead, and then maybe you'll have more success because you'll be playing the right game. 
uh, in section three and section four, we start to get really deep. And quite simply, there is one great lie that attracts almost all of our suffering. And that's quite a statement, isn't it? One misunderstanding that attracts almost all of our suffering. And it's this, what are you? And it's funny, uh, even though I thought I was so smart, all these degrees, success in engineering, science, industry, it wasn't until I was 10 years into my spiritual path that I understood what I was. Uh, I was totally wrong. I thought I was some kind of soul or spirit being. That's actually incorrect. There's a higher truth to it. And that leads us right into the issue of self-esteem. That there's, the, there's the, the long, difficult way to overcome self-esteem, and there's nothing wrong with that. You can dissect your beliefs and talk about your childhood, and that will, that will provide some relief. I'm not opposed to it. But that's a long and difficult route. What I'm offering is a very simple and direct solution. What you are is not what you thought you were. Hmm. And if you can connect to the real you, mm. all of these negative self-judgments and low self-esteems immediately starts to fall away because you are not what you thought you were. You, you may think, oh, I'm a loser because I haven't made a certain amount of money or gotten married or had kids or bought a house or whatever it is. Well, none of that is actually you. And so you see how that works. Yeah. If you have the wrong idea of you, you will develop all these very damaging and painful judgments about you. When you're shown the truth of you, they cannot persist. And in, in those messages, those repeated stories that your parents, you're no good, you're never going to amount right. to anything, those don't, won't... They start to lose its power. It's like wow. light and darkness. Wow, right. Uh, the suffering is the darkness. Yes, yes. When, when it's, all, it's all you have, it's all you know, uh, that's what you live in. Yes. But no darkness can withstand light. All right. And right so th this is the light of higher consciousness, the suffering, the lower vibrational energies, the judgments. That's the darkness. It simply cannot exist in the presence of light. Right. And so I want to bring that light to people's lives. That leads us to, again, the problems, solution to all problems is higher consciousness. Uh, we then get into the key to success and presence. Uh, really what I call the, the f foot in the door to enlightenment. How do we transcend the suffering day to day? Uh, how do we transcend not only our individual suffering, but collectively? What's but happening with politics, the economy, the environment? Planet in general. The whole planet in general, yes. People, yes. I know that causes a lot of people enormous anxiety and suffering. I have a message of hope. When you see the truth about life, much of that will disappear. That there really is a divine plan. However, me just saying that is not going to make a huge impact on your suffering. Because that's just an isolated fact in your head, right? Unless you, unless you dive into the right. programming. That's right. Because lots of our spiritual teachers have told us that we're all one, we're all connected, everything's in God's hand, some version of that, right? But you don't know it until that's you experience right. it. That's just an isolated fact in the mind. I, wanna, I want people to see for themselves. Yes. I want to walk you through this step by step so you can see that's not just something someone's saying. It's not a bumper sticker. But it is the truth, and right. it must be the truth. There's no other possibility. I have so many goosebumps. I have goosebumps on my goosebumps. It's the end of suffering. It's a program. It's a, uh, it, we have a download. It's a digital download. You'll be given access to this very powerful program by Brent Michael Phillips. It is on his website. You can go and check it out. It's awakeningdynamics.com. I'm so excited about this. It, and I, I believe in divine timing because you you came into my life, Brent, is a, in a very important time. This program came into my awareness and my life at a very uh, important, critical 
uh, time in my life, and I'm going to I'm going to what do they um, dive into this full program if with your with your permission that would be awesome okay because I really uh, this is so exciting it's like going on a on an awesome vacation um, so I'm going to jump into this to clear out all those all those things that are conscious or unconscious that are that are that are holding me back holding my my ability to have certain things in my life relationships all those things those wounds that happened to me as a child but those wounds those traumas that happened to my parents and their parents and your think about your family in the, in the history what he said was so profound that what we are experiencing what's holding us back those blocks isn't just what happened to ourselves in our lives it's our ancestors it's your Mother, your mother's mother, your mother's mother's mother, your great, 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 great grandfather. Just imagine all of the things that they have experienced, the emotions, the trauma, all of that needs to be cleared. And we're holding on to it. It's like walking around with a huge, big, heavy bag of stuff. So this is very, very powerful. And I'm so very honored again. Gift them to people that need this, that you know need this. Um, everybody needs this. The End of Suffering program by Brent Michael Phillips. Again, I think that there is no mistakes. I think that um, everyone who's hearing this is supposed to yes, hear this. Yes, there's a reason. And if you want to end your suffering, hop onto my website at awakeningdynamics.com. What a beautiful gift. What a beautiful gift you give the world, Brent Phillips. And I want to thank you so very much for, for sharing this information and knowledge and what you do for the world. Like I, I said, that ripple effect is huge and and I see it and feel it and I've known for many years where your heart is and where you're coming from and I'm just it's an honor to actually get to speak with you on this program finally after so many years of knowing the work that you do so thank you so very much for making the time to be on out of the box radio I really appreciate it well it's been awesome to be here and uh, you know I hope we got to reach out and uh, change some lives today I think we did (laughs) I think we did Uh, Folks, again, if you want to find out more, go to awakeningdynamics.com. Get involved on the webinar and and check out the work that he has done. He's absolutely amazing, and I think you're going to be amazed at yourself, um, the the journey that you're going to take along with Brent Phillips. Thank you again so very much, Brent, for your time and all the work that you've done over these years. I really appreciate it, And, and I know our listeners appreciate it as well. Thank you so much. Oh, it's been awesome to be here. It's been great. And I want to remind our listeners, I want to say thank you very much for listening this hour. And you can always uh, access the YouTube video of this program. Make sure that you share it with your friends and family through social media, email. You can send that link to anybody. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode of Out of the Box Radio, you can do that at iTunes or you can do that at iHeartRadio. Or if you just want to check out the videos on YouTube, you can, of course, subscribe to the Out of the Box Radio YouTube channel. Until next week, I want to thank you very much for tuning in and always remind you, as we do, to think outside of the box. Bye for now.